Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. That was a little high for me. Welcome to the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. My name is Dylan Purcell. I'm the sports editor at the Lethbridge Herald. I'll be moderating this afternoon, although I don't expect I have to do too much. I was promised I wouldn't have to. A few reminders before we get going. Please turn off your cell phones. Yes, we can hear them when they vibrate. This session, including question period, is being recorded, right? The recording is working. I'm supposed to check that. Yes? I think everything's working, so question period, you know what, if you want to Rant like a fool, just be advised, it's being recorded. <laughs> Cost is $11 per person. Uh, we'll have maybe one person at each table, just double check, make sure there's enough money in there. That's my table especially. Somebody throw an extra $11 in there while they're at it. You can pay in Canadian dollars, pound sterling at a one-to-one -one ratio. I also accept gold. SACPA is a non-profit volunteer organization which relies on the contributions of members and session attendees to continue its work. Memberships are available from Lisa. A little higher, Lisa? Thank you. We would like to thank the University of Lethbridge for distribution of notices and general support. Uh, Country Kitchen Catering for the fabulous food. Shaw Television for recording this. I'm not thanking them right now, and neither are their viewers. Uh, the sessions are on Sunday at 4.30. Sunday at 4.30 on Shaw Channel Channel 9. I, I, have, I have Optic TV. It's a different channel. And, of course, we'd like to thank the Lethbridge Herald and the occasional appearance from other media. Occasional, the Lethbridge Herald is always here. Today's presentation will take about 25 minutes, we hope. 25 to 30, I'm going to give them the extra five. When lunch is served immediately after the presentations, please discuss the topic and the presentation. Uh, you can yell and scream and spit food. That is encouraged because we want the debate to be lively. Question period will be done approximately 1.30. I'll get up and announce when question period starts. So during your discussion, think of some questions. If, even if you just want to spit hate at these two gentlemen, go right ahead. They are used to it. Trust me. Today, we are discussing the local Western Hockey League franchise, the Lethbridge Hurricanes, and we are asking what challenges managing a competitive and viable WHL hockey club present themselves. And believe me, these two guys can talk about the challenges. We have Brian McNaughton. Just put your hand up, Brian, just so they know the difference between the two of you. Uh, Brian is still the board president, I believe, and Brian Wickers who is the Vice President of the Hurricanes Board of Directors. They have served for years on this board. They have been called $100 owners, irresponsible frat boys, and bumbling civic-minded gentlemen. And that was just in last week's editorial. <laughs> Five or six years ago, these gentlemen could have told you exactly what it takes to run a very successful WHL franchise. 
In the intervening years, things have been a little more difficult. They have encountered challenges like their building being deconstructed and reconstructed before their very eyes. The on-ice product has struggled to make the playoffs, although at times has been a very entertaining, very entertaining team. I believe they are sincerely doing their best in a volunteer role to run this hockey team. I think that if you're talking about the $100 owner question, the reality is they're just volunteers. They don't get paid. They bought a share. Everyone in this room is welcome to buy a share as well. Show up at an annual general meeting and vote them out. They are elected. They do put in, oh, Brian, Wickers, how many, how many hours a week? Lots. Lots. Lots is actually probably a pretty fair guess. Brian McNaughton is a former WHL assistant coach. He is a tireless Hockey Alberta volunteer, a Hockey Alberta Alberta Cup Hall of Famer. He has coached AAA teams to many championships in this city. Brian Wickers is heir to the Sven Erickson's legacy of restaurant chains and community support. He fulfills both pretty well, I'd say. It cannot be disputed that these men volunteer their time and they spend their own money to support the Hurricanes in the community. Please give a warm welcome to them for showing up and putting up with these questions and with my moderation, Brian McNaughton and Brian Wickers. Thank you, Dylan. Um, I am, I'm really quite thankful to be here. Um, my only part that I'm unsure of is the timing. I don't do a lot of public speaking, so if what, what I have prepared, is it 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 40 minutes? I'm not quite sure. Uh, but Dylan has assured me that he's going to cut me off when I get to 20, and that's good. Um, but uh, one of the challenges uh, that we've always felt in, in, in our organization is getting out our message. So, so this opportunity to me is, is really uh, valuable uh, to get out our message. Um, and over the course of the last year, we've put a big effort into doing this. We've hosted quite a bit of corporate lunches. We had an open house at the rink uh, over Christmas last year, just so that we can get face-to-face -face and, and, and hear your questions. Um, so that's the part of this, this forum that I'm really anxious for, um, is the question period, because I've been given a few topics to talk about, and I'll do my best to talk about that um, and, and be informed on those, on those topics, uh, and maybe the questions will come as a result of that. Uh, the first part was, uh, uh, what, what are the issues that uh, we feel uh, are, are most uh, in front of us uh, to run this team, uh, this asset, in my opinion? Talk a little bit about the community ownership versus pri private ownership debate, and then what do we, what do we, what do we contribute in southern Alberta? Um, so those are the three things that we're going to talk about. Um, as far as the, uh, put that in my face a little more. Okay. As far as our, our, our biggest issues um, uh, that I believe uh, are in front of us and we have to deal with every day are we need to be profitable, we have to hire the right people, and we need to have an effective relationship with, with the NMAC Center. Um, so those are the three issues I want to talk a little bit about today. Um, <coughs> so <coughs> why is it so important that we be profitable? I think if you go back to the history of why this organization came back to Lethbridge as a community-owned team was <clears throat> uh, because they wanted assurance. Number one, they wanted a junior hockey team in, in Lethbridge. Number two, they wanted to ensure that it was always here. And so it came back as a community-owned team. 
And uh, I think all of the board of directors that have served uh, from before my time to present are committed to that. They're committed to ensuring that this team stays here in Lethbridge, and that's supposed to be our number one priority. Um, so, but why is it important that we be, that we, uh, be profitable? Um, I think, number one, because it gives us credibility. Um, our, our corporate supporters in town don't want to support another charity, and I don't blame them. As a corporate guy in town, I, I, I support charity, but I don't believe the Lethbridge Hurricanes should be a charity. Um, and so... Uh, um, it, it's, there's a proven business model to run a profitable um, major junior hockey team in Western Canada. There's no reason why as a community-owned team we can't duplicate that business model and be a profitable organization and be credible. Um, and uh, the other thing, and, and quite honestly, the primary reason why I agreed to run for the board quite a few years ago was I believe that this thing should be a contributor, a financial contributor uh, to the community. Um, it's an asset. You know, in today's value, as recently as, as four weeks ago, this, this, this thing is now valued at somewhere in the neighborhood of $9 million. Um, and there's no reason why. We have a $3 million budget, roughly. And if you do rough math, uh, any business wouldn't function if it wasn't making 5% uh, uh, net profit. So this business should, on an annual basis, be contributing at least $150,000 back to the community. We haven't achieved that on a regular basis, but, but it's what we should be doing and what I think we're currently striving for. Our second challenge is the need to hire the right people. Um, and the Hurricane Board only has two reports. One is in the room. Terry Hisman is our business manager. And our second report is our general manager of hockey operations, Brad Robson. He's on the bus to Victoria right now. So um, the role of the board is, is truly to, to approve a budget, an operational plan, and monitor that plan and the finances associated with that plan on, on, a, on a monthly basis. And to uh, uh, complete performance evaluations on those two people only and how they are performing versus the, the plan. Um, so, um, and the most important characteristics of those two people, in my opinion, is to be able to operate independently. And I'll be quite blunt, that's been our biggest challenge. Um, uh, I own businesses. I own businesses that are not in Lethbridge. I have managers that run those businesses, and I do not have to see them every day for them to be successful and for the business to be successful. And that's what we need with the Lethbridge Hurricanes with the way our board functions. We're a governance board. We need people that can function on their own and self-direct and self-discipline and, and manage their people without direction. And uh, that's always a challenge because when you're hiring people and you're looking at their credentials, okay, uh, especially in the hockey business, you know, so the, the people that, that do self-direct, that own their own businesses and have that experience, aren't looking for a job. They have that job because they own, you know, they own the uh, Kootenai Ice or they own the Madison Hat Tigers or they own the Brandon Wheat Kings. So they're not looking for a job. So I think as a community-owned team, that's maybe our biggest struggle. Um, the third point that I'll talk about briefly is uh, we need a, a very effective relationship with the, with the NMEX Centre, both financially and, uh, quite honestly, environmentally. And, I, when I, and I'm not talking about uh, the outdoor environment. I'm talking about the environment inside the building. We need to, we need, we're, we're both operating businesses. We need to coexist in, in, a, in, a, in a positive manner that will benefit both organizations. Um, so so um, our... Uh, our responsibility in the building 36 nights a year is the on-ice product and the game presentation. 
the on-ice product is always a work in product uh, process. You know, it's about scouting and finding players and recruiting players to come to Lethbridge um, and play and play here. Um, the, on, the game night presentation is our responsibility every night, the PA announcer, what you see in the video board, what's going on inside the building. That's our responsibility. Um, and I think with the new video board that you see in the building today, that whole presentation component has changed pretty dramatically, and it's, it's now getting more professional. And as we get uh, our staff get more uh, used to it and familiar with it, it's becoming better and better, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a part of the product today. Um, the NMAX staff is, you know, our customers deal with or, or, or face or who their conduit is, is the NMAX staff when they buy a ticket and when they walk in the building, um, uh, the, the ushers, uh, the concessions and all that sort of stuff. That's not our staff, um, but it is our customer. And so we're always concerned about how our customer is, is, is dealt with when it comes to those things. And for 99 times out of 100, it's a great experience. Um, but uh, it's tough for us to hold the 1% accountable uh, or the actions of the 1% accountable. Um, so we've got pretty good interaction with the staff at the NMAC Center. Um, and uh, and it's, it's, it's 99 times out of 100, a very positive experience, and, and we've both moved forward. In the transition with the new building, uh, there's been lots of challenges. Um, they're figuring out how to work the building. We're trying to figure out how to, how to utilize the building best. Um, and so there's been kind of a, a redefining of the relationship over the last couple of years. But, you know, let's be honest. You know, we, we've got one of the best buildings in the league now for our market size, and the opportunity is, uh, is uh, not been realized yet. And, uh, but we're, I think we're both pretty committed to, uh, to realizing that. Um, we, need, we still don't have an agreement with the city. Uh, we've, uh, we've got a, a, a kind of a foundation for our everyday activities. But as is, is pretty public, the Hurricane Board of Directors uh, in 2006 made a $2.5 million commitment to, to the renovation of the building. Um, the Board of Directors at the time made that commitment Yes, for the benefit of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, but as much, and I think more so, if you knew the people that were in that room at the time, it was because we really believed that this was a way for us to improve that facility for all of southern Alberta. And, and it, it is. And, and the dynamics have changed a little bit since that decision and since that construction that are beyond everybody's control. Uh, you know, that was 2006. In 2008, some pretty dramatic financial situations happened in the world. Everything's kind of changed as far as how many concerts come through and all that sort of stuff. But regardless, we made that commitment. And that's the part of the deal that we've had a hard time coming to terms with the city and we're still struggling with. Um, that, uh, uh, we hope that we're going to get that done here in the next uh, few days, but there's virtually no guarantees because it's got a little angst in the last few days. So, um, um, the other topic I was asked to address, and I'll address briefly, is uh, the, the, the comments you hear in Lethbridge often about the community versus private ownership. Um, there's this perception sometimes in Lethbridge that the community-owned teams in the Western Hockey Leader League are second-class citizens. Um, I sit at that table on, on, on three or four times a year. I represent the Western Hockey League on, on several committees and, 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 uh, and other activities, and I've been asked to represent the Western Hockey League. 
on, on numerous things. And I can absolutely tell you that the community-owned teams are not second-class citizens. Um, and I can assure you the Lethbridge Hurricanes are not second-class citizens. Um, uh, the Lethbridge is a valued and contributing partner in the Western Hockey League. And I'll talk a little bit about the four types of ownership, and these are my definitions of what's in the Western Hockey League today. There's four community-owned teams, ourselves, Prince Albert, Moose Jaw, and Swift Current. Um, the uh, governor of uh, the Prince Albert Raiders is uh, a very, very successful uh, business guy. He, uh, uh, he actually just built the new runway at the Calgary Airport. Um, he's uh, on the executive of the Western Hockey League, a uh, very valued, me val valued member. Uh, the governor of the Moose Jaw Warriors is a uh, 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 Saskatchewan Provincial Court judge, uh, highly recognized lawyer, previously a high re highly recognized lawyer in the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, when it comes to legal matters of our league, he is uh, uh, intimately involved in, in, in everything that we have to do with. Um, the uh, governor of the Swift Current Bronco, Broncos is a, is a chartered accountant, uh, private practice. So the, the finances of the Western Hockey League are generally under his direction. So the community owned teams are significant partners to, 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 the, to the, the Western Hockey League. Um, <coughs> we have two teams that are owned and operated by NHL teams in the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers, um, and, and awesome partners to us. They are the big markets that we, we compete with, but in their world, they're the small markets. So they really get what we have to deal with as, as small and medium market teams. And, and so, yes, they're our big brother, but in their world, they're the little guy. And so they really get it. And, and, and they're outstanding partners for everybody in our league, and they really help us move things along. We have 11 guys in our league that I, I've classified as owner-operators. I won't read them all off. You could debate whether one or two of them are actually true owner-operators. Uh, Russ Parker lives in Calgary but uh, owns the Regina Pats, so he's not there every day. But he, he truly fits into that group when it comes to how he thinks and, and those sort of things. And uh, Bill Ewell, who lives in Madison Hatton, owns the Everett uh, Silvertips, has been an owner in our league for 30 years. Um, and again, doesn't live where his team is, but he truly fits into that group. And then, I've, and then I've got the five, what, I, what I've classified as corporate teams, and the one is brand new in that regard. And these are people that own these teams, but they don't, they, they don't in most cases, even live in the cities that they, they own in. Um, so the Saskatoon Blades is the most recent one, owned by a fellow from Edmonton, a, a guy that owns car dealerships. Seems to be pretty good. Uh, Portland Winterhawks are owned by an oil guy out of Calgary. Um, and uh, so he's, uh, he's not there. Victoria, the owner, lives in Victoria, but he's got other businesses. The Vancouver Giants, quite honestly, the Vancouver Giants could, could arguably be put in the owner-operator category because I think Ron is pretty there day-to-day, -day, but he owns white spot restaurants all over the province of B.C., so he's, he's pretty busy. Um, and the guy that owns the Camelot Blazers could ar arguably be put in the category of the NHL because he owns the Dallas Stars as well. But those, those teams are run very independently, so that's why I put the NHL teams together. So... Um, so it's, it's dynamic, and the community-owned teams are just as important as everybody else, in my opinion, and I, and I believe they're treated that way. What are the challenges of being a community-owned team? Uh, number one, um, the board changes regularly, and, and that's healthy in a sense, but it also means that new opinions and sometimes new direction. Um, and, uh, and in any business, when you're steady to the course, you're going to be successful. 
And sometimes change, uh, you know, within a business like this can, can, can put you back on a little bit of a, of a downswing. So, and community pressures can, for, can force change in direction sometimes too. And this is the part that, you know, for me, I'm not a retail guy. And quite honestly, I don't, I own, I, I own a business here. I operate a business here, but I don't have customers here. Uh, but, you know, we've had some great board members on our board who, who are really insightful and really thoughtful, but they have a retail business. And uh, they have people that come in their front door and say, I don't like what the hurricanes are doing and I'm not shopping here anymore. And, and, and that's sad, quite honestly. And I, and I can tell you of people that that's happened to. But they've stuck to their guns and they've made good decisions. Um, and the other thing, all the community-owned teams, hockey personnel changes more regularly. Okay? The hockey side does. Because those are people that are looking to get their way up. And that's one of the roles of the community-owned teams, to provide opportunity for people in the hockey side. Coaches come through, okay? In a, in a team that's owned by a guy that's never leaving, okay? When Russ Firewell owns the Seattle Thunderbirds, he's not leaving. Okay, that's his job. That's that's what he does. Here, we're kind of a, a, a mechanism for people to advance their careers. Um, so that's uh, that's one of the other things that we, we we have a challenge to. So what do I believe the expectations from the community should be? We should be profitable. We need to be competitive. And, I, and when I say competitive, we need to be in the top half of the conference on a regular basis. We haven't been there for the last three years, four years, but we truly believe we're headed in that direction. And our player experience should be among the best in the league. I truly believe as a community-owned team, we can offer more to our players on and off the ice than the private guys can. And that, to me, is one of our goals, should be one of our goals. And our players and staff should be really active in the community, and I think we're really moving towards that. And so the next step of this is going to be about um, our role in the community as, in Southern Alberta, and Brian Wickers is going to talk about that. Thanks, Brian. Uh, it's, again, our pleasure to be here today. Um, it, like Brian said, it gives us an opportunity to see uh, different people get in front of different organizations and, and uh, different places to be able to send our message and, and get our uh, message heard. And I think what you've heard from Brian today is, is exactly what we're dealing with, and uh, uh, it's, he did an outstanding job. Um, I'm going to talk about the impact that it has to see Lethbridge in the surrounding areas. I'm going to talk a little bit about the fiscal responsibility, but I really want to get into... The impact we make in the, in the community and around um, and around southern Alberta and in Lethbridge and, and what we do um, that, that, that creates not only awareness for us but a huge impact in different organizations and, and what we can do for, for people here. The Lethbridge Hurricanes are a landmark in southern Alberta, there's no doubt. Um, we're one of 22 Western League hockey teams. So you have to remember that in 21 other cities, all those people talk about the Lethbridge Hurricanes. So we get, you know, that message out to all these different places, and they know that Lethbridge, you know, has a team. It's a place to come, and we get lots of those people. And it builds awareness in those communities as well as the surrounding communities. And we have a lot of community support. You know, we, uh, you see it in the paper and stuff about the support we get throughout the community, and, and it's been great. Uh, but there's a big economic impact that we have. Millions of dollars are generated from the Lethbridge Hurricanes into the city of Lethbridge. Um, right now, you know, we obviously have had new citizens coming to the city. We've got new GMs, new coaches. You know, those people come here. We have players that come here and live here. You know, we've got scouts coming to town all the time, not only WHL scouts, but NHL scouts. We've got their players, their families, their friends. You know, other teams' fans come to our city. 
you know, it just increases our, our visitation here and increases the tourism here for, for, for Lethbridge and the Toronto areas, and it's, it's outstanding. Um, we get uh, people in our own community out and about, and they come to the game, and they're going into the restaurants, and they're spending money in our community. So it's a big impact. You know, and being a part of Lethbridge Hurricanes, I had a great opportunity. to. to we were a big partner with uh, the Alberta Cup, working with Hockey Alberta, bringing Bantam players, the best Bantam players from around Alberta here for a tournament. It was held here two years in a row. We were bringing, like... 25 players a team with all these teams and all their families and everybody comes here and supports the city of Lethbridge and gets an opportunity to be here. So that's another huge impact that the Lethbridge Hurricanes has had in helping bringing those types of events here. We're also going to have the Subway Series here in, in November, which we're going to bring uh, some uh, Russian team here to play the WHL players um, that are, have an opportunity to play for Team Canada. So you're going to get NHL scouts here. You're going to get Hockey Canada here. You're going to get, you know, people from Hockey Alberta and all the surrounding communities here, right? So, again, another something else that we're doing, always working, partnering with different people to bring people here and, and uh, see our great city but have an impact in, in, in bringing, uh, helping our economy. As a community-owned team, we have a responsibility to give back, and that's more about what I'm going to talk about today to our community. You know, we do a bunch of fundraising and we partner with a bunch of different organizations and I think this is a good forum to let people know, you know, who those people are and what we're doing and, and those key things that we do. We have a committee on the board. It's made up of board directors. It's called the Onside Committee. And this committee is to organize fundraising for the club through general gentlemen's dinners, the celebrity dinner and auction, and an annual hot, um, hurricane off your jersey uh, auction. The committee members, I chair the committee, with Dave, and then Dave Olson, Reed Williams, Adele Barrington, Dick Gibson, and Kelly Shigiro are the board members that are sitting on that committee this year. So we run special events like the Celebrity Sports Center and Auction. I think last year we brought Curtis Joseph here. It was a great event. Uh, I think we're eight years in, its con in conception. We've sold out every single year. Uh, with the jersey off your back and all the things that we do, we raise anywhere between forty dollars to $60,000 a year with those events. And all that money comes into the Lethbridge, into the Hurricanes, but it goes back out into the, into the community. There's a few things that we've done for our players. Like we bought stationary bikes once, and we just bought heart, heart monitors for them for, for workouts. That was in conjunction with, with the alumni golf tournament. Some money does come to the Hurricanes, but a vast majority of that money goes out into the community. It goes to charities, nonprofit organizations. We donate all, to all kinds of special events, golf tournaments, those types of things. And it gets us out there and, and, and helps, but that's a part that we, we as a, a board of directors do for, for, the, for the community. <clears throat> we have a bunch of community partners that we deal with, and if you come to lots of the hurricane games, you see that all the time. Uh, the United Way is, is one of our biggest partners. Uh, we're actually one of the biggest donors to the United Way through special events and donations through our, the, the things that we do, through hockey games and all those types of things. We, they help us sell our programs, and they do a little jersey raffle. And throughout the year, they make well over $20,000 in doing that. So that's a part of what they can generate for coming to a Hurricanes game for their organization. And then they help us, and they're involved in our tailgate parties. They're involved in, um, in our celebrity sports dinner and, and, and those types of things. So we appreciate their help, but at the same token, it's an avenue for them to make money for their organizations. Our next really big partner is the Hockey Hounds. We, our education fund is probably 50% funded for our players. We're one of the only teams in the WHL that has a fund for education fund that's already funded. It doesn't come out of general revenue. 
the money's there. It's, there's well over half a million dollars there, and we cannot thank the Hockey Hounds enough for helping us with that. This last year, they had a record year where they raised $130,000. $130,000 they gave the Leopard Hurricanes, $105,000 for education fund. And believe it or not, that's about what our education costs were for this past year is about is almost $100,000. So without them, you know, that's a responsibility from us that we have to look after those players and their education. So without them, that would be very tough. So we can't thank them enough. But then again, with that $25,000 that they make, they've used a little bit of that for their operations. But the rest of that money, they give back to the community. They help the people at the U of L. They support Timbits Hockey. They support all kinds of things that they believe in and that they want to help out with too. So for them, it's a great avenue for them. So again, we're working proactively with the Hockey Hounds and how can we generate even more money for you? Because our education finally gets to a certain part. How can we help them raise even more money to help them too, right? Because they're doing good things in the community and that's a part of what we want to do. We want to make sure that they're helping our community and helping our community partners, which is outstanding. Right now, we're working with minor hockey. If you, those of you that have been to minor hockey league games, they're all wearing Hurricane jerseys now. They're co-branding with, with us. It's a, so we have a big responsibility to minor hockey right now. Plus, we're a proud sponsor, right? So not only are we we're branding with them, but we also help them financially. And then we help them with, with fundraising. Right now, Terry's got a great program where we give them tickets at a discounted rate, and they go out and sell those tickets and make profits. You know, all the profits go to their teams and their organizations, the hockey teams. So we're finding ways to help with them, too. And then the minor hockey league girls come out and tend to raise their prof profile, and now they're cleaning the ice at the rink. So we're working hard with minor hockey and making things uh, good with them. But at the end of the day, though, they, they helped us with our preseason games. So again, through the Lethbridge Hurricanes, minor hockey, our first exhibition game we had here, we had about 800 people to our game. They sold $10 a ticket. That money goes to minor hockey. That happened in Tabor, and it happens out in the Crow's Nest Pass. This year, the Crow's Nest Pass uh, had free entry, but all the money that they generate from those games with food and beverage and, and souvenirs and everything else that they sell, raffle tickets, goes into the Pincher Creek minor hockey. So we're helping those towns, too, make a difference and, and help them raise money. We had Canes versus the City Police just real quick. You know, it was a fun little exhibition game. You come in, donation to the food bank. So, all the, so the two food banks get donations. Same with the Canadian Cancer Society. We're trying to raise their profile. They came in to our, pre, uh, our uh, season ticket pickup. They were, we were able to help them promote their 24-hour hockey game. Am I almost? The 24-hour hockey game. So, again, increase their awareness through something that we're doing, and then we do a few in-game things with them too, like chuck-a-puck where they're making some extra money and those types of things. Working with the Canadian Blood Services where they come in and had an information booth at the season ticket pickup, and then we're helping them with, you know, with, uh, with their blood drive with some media stuff. I probably don't got much time left, so I'll keep going. One thing that's very important to us is the hurricanes in the community. And I'm not going to stop until I quit talking about these kids. Right now, positive role model program that we have. These, uh, these players go into schools and they talk to the kids about the importance of positive life choices. So they go into like about a half a dozen schools a year and more if we can do it. And they talk to anywhere from grade 4 to grade 8 kids. Make a huge difference in their lives talking about their experiences opportunity to sign some autographs and have a floor hockey game with the kids and, and really help make a change there. Right now, October is Literacy Month. We're working with the Lethbridge Public Library at a new virtual library. It's a new initiative. So we'll have players at the library 
and you'll, you know, anybody that's a patron of the library can go there and have like a 15-minute conversation with them and talk about anything to do with hockey, their lives, you know, their struggles or whatever, right? So it's just an opportunity for people to come and see the players and, and have an opportunity. Again, we go into the rural areas with, with pond hockey, with our players going out helping coaching minor hockey league kids. We work at the ATB coaching clinic with partners with Hockey Alberta and the Hurricanes, you know, we're running drills with minor hockey league kids and, and working with them. Uh, EMA safety patrols, you see these kids all over town with their signs. Well, we have a big skating party for them. has to be in two different times because there's like 400 kids. Again, we give them tours of the facility. Uh, we give them a little snack. They get autograph sessions. So, you know, making a huge difference in these young kids' lives, which is very important. You know, they go and volunteer for Mr. Mike's for Tip the Waiter so we can, you know, increase the profile of the restaurant, but the tips go to the United Way. You know, the blood services with the media kickoffs, the car crushing with fitting. You know, we partner with all these people and get our kids out there to make a difference and, and help our community and the surrounding area. My time up? Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's a good thing, right? I got more stuff. <laughs> but I think the point that we want to make today is that not only it's, it's a community-owned hockey team, but it's a community-owned hockey team that makes a big impact to this community and, and, and the area. And so one of the big things I believe when, when Brian McNaughton said, when we ran for this board of directors, yeah, it's about running a successful business and it's about making a profit and, and doing those things, but it's also about giving back to your communities and, and what we can do to do that. And I think the staff have done a fantastic job in doing that. And I'm telling you, our players and staff um, are, are on board with that. And that's one of the big keys for us is, is being an impact. And so I'd like to thank you today for your time and uh, I look forward to your questions. I think it's a good sign when the economic, when the impact in the community takes too long, isn't it? All right, it's time to eat. So uh, everybody, discuss what you've seen. You know, complain, yell, and scream. Be as loud as you need to. Again, spitting the food out while you scream is encouraged. And uh, I'll get back up when it's time for question period. <laughs>